And welcome in, everyone. Interrupting your Memorial Day. Uh, hope that you're having a great Memorial Day weekend. Wanted to jump in here and give you a little bit later edition, um, but we wanted to get one in the books anyway. A uh, lot to talk about. It says SEC football and beyond, and we're going to take a look at some things going around the world of college football as we always do on a daily basis. So we hope that you are continuing to enjoy it and certainly want your feedback and certainly uh, would appreciate your help in spreading the word around about what you uh, what we're doing here, talking college football each and every day. And we recap a conference uh, each and every day for the past week. So check us out here as well as our pro football show each and every day. So check it out uh, here. Uh, all You can find it all on LandryFootball.com, but you can get it to your phone uh, by signing up for Landry Football's conference call, call, uh, call on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. So Landry Football's conference call, you can check that out. LandryFootball.com, you can certainly find the podcast there, and you can find a lot more detailed information, film room analysis, all of that. Uh, up over at LandryFootball.com. So check that out today. Um, we are sponsored by our great folks, great friends at 401k Generation, licensed in all 50 states, the experts in financial planning, money management, uh, investments. Uh, very simple. Give them a no-obligation phone call or text at 1-866-998-5879. That's one 866-998-5879. Again, license in all 50 states. So check them out today. The latest news that have come out over the weekend since we last spoke to you on Friday on the Pac-12 football and beyond is, speaking of Pac-12, the commissioner uh, of that league, Larry Scott, has said that training camps, they hope to begin for the conference in late July if they continue to progress in the positive direction. They're beginning to open up a little bit. Um in the West, in, in California. Pac-10 has been viewed as kind of a wild card in the plans for the 2020 season. Um, Oregon, state of Oregon, still recommending that no sporting events uh, through September. So starting in late July would give programs a month to get ready for the start of the season. We'll see whether it takes <clears throat> all of their conference schools. The Big Ten will allow schools to individually select when athletes can return uh, to campus. Um, rather than making league-wide announcements, the schools will individually make the choice when they can return to campus. Illinois has already announced that their athletes can return the middle of June. Uh, Ohio State's announced a June 8th date, um, and the rest of the schools are making some decisions. Interesting that Michigan's president has issued a statement to, I guess, an interview with the Wall Street Journal saying that we will not have sports at Michigan this fall unless all students are on campus. And you know, I don't think we're going to have sports on, on in college. And he's kind of taking a completely different approach. Listen, I take all comments with a grain of salt. We'll see how this plays out. As we know, it's a it's a <laughs> it's a case by case, situation by situation basis, and we'll just kind of let that figure out as it goes. Um, the Big 12 has approved voluntary workouts beginning June 15th. The SEC uh, are going to be in voluntary workouts June 8th. Uh, so uh, 
that's kind of the where we are. So, folks, we are right as we are kind of wrapping up as uh, Memorial Day kind of ends as it normally is. I always consider Memorial Day 30, 31st as it works out uh, on a Monday, of course. Next Sunday is the 31st uh, of May. And so as we get to June 1st, what would normally be considered um, right around Memorial Day, we're just going to be a week out from skids reporting to campus. Now, what's going to happen when they report to campus? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be done in a gradual basis, I think, in most cases, to where they'll assess where players are uh, and, and get together a plan of, you know, the type of shape, cardiovascular shape. Get ready for which obviously is a hot summer and a lot of work. So we'll and, and everyone thinks, oh, you just just pound on them, pound on them, and then you'll be ready for football season. No, you've got to have some recovery time in the body. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and how people are able to develop through this process. But one thing is for certain is we're at least on pace to get everybody back in some way, shape, or form. Let's run through some news and notes from around the league, the SEC this past week. Some transfer portal news, nothing big, but former Arkansas redshirt sophomore offensive lineman Silas Robinson, remember him? He transferred to Texas State. He got lost in the shovel a little bit. He made the decision back in December, uh, but he's finally deciding to move on. The 6'4", 300-pounder needs a waiver to play right away. Uh, and a bit of an eye raiser, at least in uh, the state of Mississippi. Uh, former Mississippi State sophomore defensive back Jerry and Jones is transferring to, well, you guessed it, Ole Miss. Always fun when you see it goes to the rival. But as a freshman, he, you know, he had a couple of passes, defended 12 tackles. He's a long 6'1", 180 defender. Uh, will be eligible to play immediately. He'll, uh, he, um, he'll need a waiver to get immediate eligibility. Um, so you won't be able to play immediately. Um, that's That'll be interesting. Uh, also, Kalen Newton, uh, Howard, redshirt junior quarterback, brother of Cam Newton, is transferred to Auburn. Um, certainly no threat to challenge Bo Nick. No, Kalen is not Cam, um, not quite that level, but uh, he certainly could be there. Be in the mix, an athletic young guy in his own right. Did a good job at Howard, so obviously ending up at Auburn. In the recruiting world this past week, Florida gets a verbal from four-star athlete Charles Montgomery. Uh, he's an athlete designation, but he can play several positions. I think he's going to be a wideout. He's 5'10", 180, um, considered Maryland. Um He's uh, from Armwood High School in, in uh, Sefton, Florida. Montgomery's, you know, a top 35, 40 player in the state of Florida. Really good athlete. Uh, nice get for their staff. He's got 16 commitments uh, for the class of 2021. We'll see, again, closing's been the issue um, for Dan and his staff, and we'll see if that can improve in that regard. Uncommitted four-star linebacker Ian Jackson will announce his commitment on May 28th. So that's um, this Thursday. Georgia, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, strong SEC leans are in or four schools. And then Oregon and Oklahoma are the other two. He is a 6'1", 280-pound linebacker that can really run. He's one of the better outside linebackers in the country. 
and he's a top 10 player in the state of Alabama. It would be very surprising if Ian ends up a um, four-star prospect that can run good athlete defensively from the state of Alabama. Very big surprise if he were to get away from the Tide. Uh, Tennessee with another nice week, getting a couple of three-stars and a four-star commitment. They got a uh, verbal commitment from four-star athlete uh, Cayman Marley. He can play a couple of positions. He can play running back, receiver, safety, corner, 6205. Uh, I think it's probably a wideout. Um, and I think he can play early. I think he can, he's that type of player. He's the top 150 overall player in this class. Good get for them. Um, really solid class. Now, they did get two players that I think are trending three-star guys that are that are a little bit underrated as, as three-star guys. Trinity Bell uh, is a big tight end, 6'7", 260 pounds. Don't know where he's going to end up. May end up at tackle at some point. Um, strongly considered Auburn, Florida, Nebraska. Um, also got a commitment from another tight end, Miles Campbell, 6'3", 234. Um, Florida State and Tennessee were his finals. From South Paulding High School in Douglasville, Georgia. He's a top 25 tight end in this 2021 class. Um, again, a guy that I think's you know trending more towards a four-star type of guy. Uh, LSU gets a um, couple of big commitments uh, over the weekend. Uh, or, excuse me, over the week, this past week. Um, Savion Smith is a four-star defensive end, 6'5", 235. Florida, Florida State, Mississippi State, Baylor, West Virginia, A&M uh, from Vassery. Basketball player, really good athlete, lots of upside. Kind of in that mold of that guy that – that's been um, Caleb Unchason, Arden Key, Kiki Mingle, athlete that can get up and run, long, good-looking player. Um, Kahari Gee is headed to LSU. He's down to LSU in Clemson. And a really good safety prospect. And uh, one of the top in the country can really run. College Park native originally went to Atlanta, the Georgia area. Really good player. Size, can run. Good get for LSU over Clemson. <coughs> Uncommitted four-star linebacker Junior Colson will announce his pledge uh, this uh, uh, coming up. And uh, should get. we should have that for you soon. Um, actually, uh, he's he's a guy that's – um, should be a really good player at the next level and certainly got a lot of um, uh, SEC schools in the mix. Uh, Christian Zachary released his top six, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, Colorado, and Missouri uh, for the 6'3", 245-pounder. Um, Colorado's uh, interesting that he's kind of uh, – he from Georgia um, – He's got some family on the West Coast and that part of the country. So it's interesting that uh, Colorado's on the list. It's the the school that doesn't really fit there is, is Oklahoma is the only is a big-time school, obviously, um, and the rest of the schools are in the SEC. Uh, we'll see where he ends up a little bit early there for him. Texas A&M gets a verbal from uh, Matthew Wyckoff, a tackle. 6'5", 305-pounder from Magnolia High School in Texas. So 
good get for them is considering Notre Dame, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma State. Um, really good looking player. Eighth commitment for them, uh, joining four star tackle, uh, Trey Zoon. So they're getting some players um, at Texas A&M. This guy's a three star guy that they like, they think is a little bit better than that. Um, just some other thoughts uh, in kind of talking and looking at a little bit of film, diving into it. Um, I'm curious to see is obviously we know Alabama's got two really good tight ends coming back this year. In running three wide receiver sets, what's that going to look like with the third guy? John Mechie is poised uh, to become a really good starter. If you remember, he was a four-star recruit. But he's only caught four passes for 23 yards, stuck behind a loaded group, of course. Um, so I think he's he's got really good hands and might surprise folks. Obviously, you've got two great ones that have got great playmaking ability, just like the two that went into the NFL. You've got a guy that's got a lot of ability, very underrated, um, you know, Smith and Waddle are going to be the star quality. Mechie's going to be probably the, the handiest receiver of the bunch. Uh, somebody asked me, was was talking, somebody in the NFL were talking about um, players, and they asked me about Derek Stingley. And how good is he? How talented? And he's such an advanced player. He's a true sophomore, six one one ninety. He forced 20 incompletions this past year. Looking over the numbers, and I said he—it's um, the the second best in the country at forcing incompletions, were Jermaine Waller and uh, Demandre Lenore in sixteen. Now, now keep in mind that LSU's got good corners opposite of him, so you know avoiding him, which I think most people would like to, is a little bit more difficult. Than, than, you know, at LSU because you've got a good corner on the other side. But this guy is so good, so gifted as an on-the-ball uh, player. He's got uh, elite next-level ability. And uh, I think the best corner in college football right now. Uh, Kentucky junior linebacker Chris Oates has been hospitalized with an undisclosed medical issue. Not related to the coronavirus from what we understand, but um, there are obviously thoughts and prayers with him. He's a former four-star signing for the Wildcats and very productive in his sophomore season. So um, very, very important to their team and to their program. So let's hope and pray that the, the best for that young man. Um, curious to see what K.J. Costello will do this year at uh, in Mississippi State. 6'5", 222 pounds. He's got great poise, got touch, got anticipation. He's had some injuries to deal with, but it's about night and day in terms of the Stanford offense and this uh, chuck and duck Mississippi State offense. It'll be interesting to see, but I think the numbers are going to be very, very impressive. Some notes about scheduling inside the league. Uh, interesting uh, matchups. Alabama. In Arizona, scheduling in a home and home for and this is 232 and 2032 and 33. Uh, so this is going to be obviously long. That somebody else will be coaching Alabama, so we don't know. It's uh, but it's interesting in that neither these two teams have not played one another. USC and Ole Miss, a home and home for 25 and 26. Don't know that 
Lane Kiffin will still be there at that point. Don't know who's going to be coaching USC, but this is a former home for um, for Lane Kiffin, that matchup. Some other news around the league. Um, Auburn's redshirt freshman wide receiver cornerback Jayshon Sheffield was suspended indefinitely following a pair of recent arrests. So uh, misdemeanor, disorderly conduct. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. And I wanted to make a note of this that out of the film – note session I always like to pull out a few of those but Georgia's sophomore wide receiver George Pickens we know the importance of getting that passing game unleashed there in Athens is pivotal he was the only player last year in college football to have 75 plus targets while being credited with zero drops guys does it and that's impressive of course they throw a lot of high percentage balls but very very impressive former five-star recruits had a very good year um, caught 12 passes in the in the uh, the bowl game, the Sugar Bowl, but you know, look out again for a potential breakout season for that young man. Uh, a reminder again, uh, lots more information over at LandryFootball.com. Working through our recruiting boards, certainly uh, our college uh, breakdowns. We've had a little bit of a, a lull here at, with the holiday break and um, dealing with a few things, so we're going to get back on track with that. Certainly our draft boards, uh, roster analysis on college in the NFL scene. So please check it out uh, over at LandryFootball.com and take advantage of that scouting season offer, the best one we've ever had. So you want to make sure that you take advantage of that. And also check out the great folks at 401k Generation bringing you this podcast each and every day, licensed in all 50 states. They are the experts in financial planning, and they will absolutely uh, with a no obligation, phone call uh, or text can give you a lot of information that maybe can help you, and maybe it's something you want to look into at some point. So give them a call, give them a text at one eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. Check it out tomorrow. I think TJ is going to be joining you tomorrow for ACC football and beyond, and um, we'll talk to you over on the pro football side um, as well. Take care, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. Be safe. Talk to you next time.